Can you hear me? I can hear you. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so, 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 so much. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm late. Technology decided to be my enemy this morning. Um, internet was bad. Internet was bad. I, I was also uh, panicking-ish because I was in the middle of teaching a class, but then I asked the people politely, can I do an interview and come back? Awesome. Then they politely said, okay, you may. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I understand that you have to go back to class. Um, um, so we're going we're gonna to start. So I'm recording. Um, um, I, I, I received your email and I received, I received everything in advance. Super exciting, super exciting. And... Um, 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 Matthew Butime, he's the one that connected me to you and he told me that you are doing amazing things and, and a lot of interest, you know, as they say that curiosity always kills a cat. So I became a cat, right. I became a cat and, <laughs> and I, I, I googled you, I searched you, I checked your, your Facebook page and, and I saw a lot of wonderful things that we, we do, that you are doing. Like it's super exciting for me as a young teacher to see young teachers doing wonderful things in, in, in this space, in this space that it's regarded not as glamorous as the rest of the spaces, as the professionals. And, and we see you, we're doing wonders. We're like, okay, let's, let's bring her over to the, to the program and, and celebrate it, I think. Um, as, as people, we, we really want to be celebrated, to be acknowledged for what we do. And, mm. and don't give me money, don't give me the world, don't give me, just, just say we see you and, and we celebrate you and we acknowledge you. Just acknowledge me for what I do. And mm. that's why we get hold of you and that's what we wanted to do with, with you. Um, Thank you. So you, you responded to all the questions. For now, it's just to get into the video. So. We can just have the mm. videos out there, have the content that you can share with, with the people. So the process is to, to speak to you. And once I'm finished, then I'm going to create a storyline for you, share with you. If you approve it, then we're going to create a video and, and celebrate you. And it's super Thank exciting. You. Super exciting because I have a lot of females that, that come in and, and, and just share their stories. And just after each and every interview, Man, I'm blown away. I'm blown away and exciting. The future exciting. I'm just hoping that Thanks. just hoping that in the future the platform will will grow and and will do properly in the national or international platform. Yeah. I hope so too. <laughs> I hope so too. Um anything that you'd like to say before we, we, we start we kick off our our conversation. I don't wanna call it interview because interviews are more strict and and boring. But um, people regard, for me, education as a job. Um, you see so many people, they finished their degree, they were yeah. stuck, they didn't know what to do. So yeah. they studied the PGCE and then they just find their way into the education system. So yeah. it, it, it sort of bothers me and it feels sad for me, Hore. The education system has to kind of 
collect the reject of everybody else. And that does not sit well with me. I don't know if you know what I mean. I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you're highlighting it first off, like at the beginning of, of, the, of, of mm. this conversation, because that, that what bothers me the most when, when we started from the starting lineup, we had people going for engineering, we had people going for law, we had people going for all of glamorous and profession. And fortunate, unfortunate, um, when they graduated, and unfortunately they couldn't get the job. Then they had to go for, for that one hour certificate. I would call it one hour certificate. It was clearly for me, from where I'm sitting, it's one hour certificate. And when they come into a space, they, they do rubbish. <laughs> That's yeah. number one. Number two, they complain like someone is forcing them to, to be in that space. They just exactly. they just in there for the money, not not to make an impact, not to change lives. Because what we teachers do is change lives. We we don't end much. I, I wish we could we could end millions because we deserve to we deserve millions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but in essence, what we're doing is just changing lives every day, every year, making impact, just creating relationships, and. Mm -hmm. And when we have those people, they, they're not for that. They want money and there's no money. They complain and they just, coming back to what you're saying, they treat teaching as a job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That makes me sad. Very, very sad. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's kick off this conversation. In fact, conversation has started. Why am I saying let's kick off the conversation? So we, we want to get to know you, hey? We want to get to uh -huh. know you, who, who you are, where you're coming from. Like, you, as, I believe that as, as people, we all coming from somewhere. That's why we're doing what you're doing. Whatever that you're doing now, it's connected to your past. Yeah. So, so who you are? Who are you? My English is all over the place. So, so like I said, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I am Lechabe. Yes. Um, I'm the last born at home. Awesome. Uh, born from two teachers who actually said, amongst all the stuff that I must consider as a degree, teaching should not be one of them. That was a legit threat from both my parents. Because I think teaching is a dead end job, and, 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 and so. I've always had it in my mind that I'm going to do what other people want to do and then I'll do what I want to do later. Yeah. But as fate would have it, um, you know, I was uh, one of the kids, right? Yeah. I, I, I said here that I, I'm a statistic from the D class. I, I don't know if you know, there was the A class for the very intelligent kids and then there was the B class. For the moderate and the C ones, they were they were not the losers like the D class. So we were the class that was supposed to end up nowhere. Our chances of finishing high school, primary school yeah. were very slim, let alone tertiary. Like yeah. it, it was a distant dream for, for those of us in the D class. Yeah. And being the person from there, I've always had the thing that, but it's not impossible to learn. There's just something that we're doing wrong. Yeah. And later is when I figured out, but 
this I figured out after years that it is not actually the person you are teaching who is a problem. You, as the teacher, need to communicate in a way that you are hearable to everybody at all. So when when I I was fortunate enough to finish high school and I went to university and one of the things that had contributed to this mind shift mm-hmm. is when I was battling with my degree and I, I was ready to put tools down. Yeah. But I had an opportunity to attend therapy because um, it, it was there as a yeah. thing in our university. Imagine my shock. When this lady, a professional psychologist, psychiatrist, who was getting her PhD in educational psychology, says to me, but there's nothing wrong with you. I'm like, lady, stop it, okay? Because I have lived all my life, there was something wrong with me. So your job is to find out what it is. (laughs) Give me the pill for it. I will drink those pills and then I'm going to be fine after that. And she was like, I don't know what you want me to say. There's nothing wrong with you. Just go away. (laughs) Puzzling, puzzling. I couldn't believe what this woman was now telling me. And that was the moment of shifting my entire existence to say, how you learn. It's a customized individual thing. How you perceive information, how you receive information, it's different from person to person. Sure. But you as a person have to know how you learn. Yeah. And therefore, I now have dedicated this my entire life to doing exactly that, helping the other hapsies who, who are stuck in the system. I mean, I, I, I bet you right now, if you go and speak to a child who is in a juvenile prison yeah. and you ask this, how did you land up here? Sure. Those words made a very big impact. I mean, it took me to be in varsity for me to figure out there was nothing wrong with me. What wow. about the 12 years of schooling? What yeah. Uh, so this is now what I have dedicated my life to doing with or without qualifications. I know people always bring up the issue, but you're not a teacher. I'm not a teacher, but I, I wear my label very proudly as a statistic from the D class to say, listen, your assessment of who I was was absolutely incorrect. So how many other people are you incorrect about? That's so this is where you meet this crazy person today. Awesome. When you immediately when you say this crazy person, um, yes to the crazy ones. Immediately when you said that, you reminded me of um, an Apple phone. I think it was in 1997 when they they hmm. advertised Apple. Apple was coming into the market. Then Steve Jobs, um, they created an advert that says, yes to the crazy ones, the misfits, the ones that are not understood, the ones that are always put down, but they're not giving up because they believe that they want to change the world. And for such people, 
they will change the world because they believe in themselves that they will change the world. So that's that's immediately that came into my mind immediately when you said um, to the crazy ones. Um, I, yes. I don't know if you know the video or watch the video. Watch it. It's several fascinating. It's such a great motivation. It's it's crazy. I, I watched the video last night. I think I slept at one two a.m. And I was watching, watching over and over and over and over and over. And I was asking myself, where, where do I feed? Where do we feed as teachers in here? Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's you. You rewrote your story um, from, from your parents saying, there's no way you can be a teacher. <laughs> They're like, okay. Then, then you grew up. I think, I think what's what's powerful thing ever that you, um, the thing that you mentioned in, in that conversation is, you said, you grew up knowing that you have something, something's wrong with you, because all of us mm. grow with that, and people tell us that that you know what, something wrong with you. you, you can't speak well, or you look different, or or there's something you are, something definitely wrong. But fortunately, mm. you made that psychiatrist. And and she or he said, "You're fine. Just just go ahead and, and be crazy and change the world." So in essence, I think I think that person was giving the license to say, "You know what? You're just different and you're crazy, and go be crazy and change the world with your craziness." <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so. It's 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 the good power start of of the conversation. And and how did you how did you then come into this profession? I know. I know, as we mentioned, that your parents said you can't do that. How did you then say, "No, I'm gonna come in here. I'm gonna do it, regardless." And 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 I know uh, most most young guys, most children who are coming from the family where parents already were professionals, were in profession that's that's better than just working at shoprite or spa. Their children wanna wanna go slightly above. How did you then say, you know what, I'm going to follow you guys? So when when I finished my tertiary, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, the technology, they still have a program to date. It was called the National Youth Service Volunteers. So this project, they, they would take like unemployed science graduates and place them in various either institutions of research or they would put them in what they call the science centers. Yeah. or the science museums. So I was one of the people who was placed by that program, but I was not placed in a research facility, but I was placed in a science center. Uh, so uh, I started my work at Arcelometal Science Center where I was an intern. And part of the work we had to do was the school outreaches. So we had to strengthen the curriculum as far as STEMI is concerned. So this is where now I met this world of science communication sure. to say, okay, how do I play a part in making sure that the schools, remember the schools, they teach the curriculum theoretically. Yeah. So we were as a science center on our mobile where we could turn any classroom into a science lab or That's any beautiful. school hall into a science lab. So this is where now I met this world of teaching versus science 
versus everything. But where they married each other for me was in 2015 when Stellenbosch University introduced a postgraduate course in science communication. It, it is a big thing all over the world. Um, your, your New Zealanders, your everybody, they are doing that. But in South Africa, it is not a very popular thing that happens, right? Yeah. So um, that that now means we we the Australian University in connection with Stellenbosch, yeah. they are the ones that introduced this course in Africa. So although it was an online course, um, we did it over a course of like three months or so. So this is now certifying us to say the work that we do as education officers, not not your traditional teachers giving us some kind of a paperwork you know you guys in education must have gatekeepers they, no. if you tell a person i can teach but you don't have a certificate that says so to them you can't do it no. yeah so this is now where i started on this journey I, I realized something when I was there. There was a gap missing. You know, I worked in the Western Cape for a very long time, four to five years. And throughout these years, it bothered me that these people took for granted what they had. To them, they can send kids to a robotics competition because every child owns a laptop, can buy a robotics kit, uh, has this, has that. And I always said, but you guys don't understand what you call old technology here. The people out there in the rural areas, it's new to them. So if you would bring the science stuff, the mobile lab that we had, those people are used to it. But if you would take it, not even only to the rural free state, but the rural Western Cape even, it would be such a shocking thing to see and to have. So it, it also highlighted for me the huge imbalance and injustice inequality in our education system. Yeah. That now also introduced me to my work, new world of, okay, so what do I do in a space of, how do I go into the business of sorting out these problems and that is why my profile says a social entrepreneur because this is now where I use my scientific mind to sort out um, problems in our education system that have to do with science and the imbalance of inclusive education. So I've, I've started only with math and science Along the way, I have had to learn all the subjects because I can't only talk math and science. Wherever I, I have had to learn basic accounting, I've had to learn your history, your geography, all of those things because the people I interact with need to know that. And that is the beauty of science communication. You don't have to be a professional at what you do. You have to know the information understand it and now you're like a mom who chews up the meat pieces uh, in her own mouth and then spits it into the baby's mouth 
so that the baby can eat. So it's the same thing with science communication. It's like you take up the big chunks of anything in the curriculum that people cannot understand and you customize it and break it up into pieces so that anyone you communicate with. In, in the science center world, there was this principle. Do you know that kids give you 20 minutes, absolutely 20 minutes of their time? Even any human being, the first five minutes, if you do not say anything that is enticing or grabbing the attention of kids, you have lost them. They are never going to give you the rest of the 15 minutes. So this is why we had a five-minute rule that you have to explain explicitly what you wanted to say in five minutes. If you did not, then you would see kids start to fidget. They start to, so these are the things I learned along the way to say, okay, so it's also not a matter of ADHD. You guys put labels to everything, attention deficit disorder. It's not. Every human being can only concentrate 20 minutes. So use your 20 minutes effectively. Now a period in school is one hour. Who listen in one hour? Like really? You <laughs> listen in one hour. Yeah, you want a kid, a, a seven-year-old child to listen for an hour. That's impossible. Like very true. Very true. Very true. Well, it's it's exciting on how you 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 got into teaching and you owned it. Mm. And and with the science project, I've, I've seen quite a lot that you do. So we'd like you to tell up tell us about them. I saw you working with the girls in the science space. What are you doing with the girls exactly? Okay, so the, the girls yeah. in science, right? They yeah. they were one of the first groups I started. I I got into a space of mentoring learners, right? And that would be for science competitions. It would be for anything because what I didn't want is for our kids to get into spaces where we say they are competitive, but we are just sending them out to be like eaten by dogs because they are not prepared. They have never been in such things before. So this is where I got into the space of mentoring. And what I, 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 I didn't not mention it, but it just, it's a technical thing for me. I work with ESCOM Expo for Young Scientists as a provincial mentor and a judge at the International Science Fair and the regional expos. So this is where I gather my information. I'm a learner for life. So everywhere I get an opportunity to learn and transfer the knowledge to other people. So when we started, we started with a group of um, girls, but... Um, I now belong to a new group and this new group that I belong to, it is for, we have one slogan, no child left behind. So it doesn't matter a male or female or whatever the gender of a child. We, we cannot, dis, we acknowledge that the girls need more attention. However, we cannot exclusively only serve girls and leave the boys behind. That's, that's very true. Like you're trying to bring that balance in, in our community. We don't just say girls go ahead, boys remain. Girls go ahead, 
um, but boys need to be in part as well. So that's that's very beautiful. So so you you've got, I think I'm I'm confusing with someone. So you have um, you're just mentoring mentoring the 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 children. Um, or do you, do you also have an academy? I think it's you. Yeah. I have a, a place we call it Hapsi Science Communication. Yeah yeah yeah. So please tell us about Hapsi Science Communication. It it is a. A, a small uh, NPC that is operating in the free state. It's not small, it's very big. Let me not diminish it. Yes. Um, so before, before you, before you do, before you explain, my plan is currently I'm in Ghana. So I might be coming on this year or next day. So when I come, I'm going to take like a country tour, visiting a whole lot of people that I interviewed and I'll be volunteering for weeks. So so look out for me. Thanks. I'll, I'll come volunteer. Uh, so I mean I'm into I'm into um technology, you're into science. So you're gonna marry each other and just just do bombs. <laughs> no. Sorry for that. Yes, please let um tell us about so have the communication network, right? We we wanna do this. We look into academic and as well as socioeconomic factors that are barriers to learning because it's all well and good to say a kid can learn, but it takes a special person to see beyond why you can't learn and see the reasons behind why that child cannot learn. It could be they don't understand the work legitimately or they are hungry, or they have self-esteem issues and everything. So somebody says, but now you are meddling into social workers and, and everybody. I said, why not? As the space that we are operating in, we are supposed to maximize the potential of a child. So maximizing the potential of a child is to make sure that even the misunderstood barriers and everything, you, I, I had, she's how, how old? 12, she's not 12. I think she's like 10 or nine, a nine year old who is super intelligent, but because she was refusing to wear her glasses, she couldn't understand the work. I was like, but it's glasses. So because I also wear glasses, I had to renew my glasses to make sure that she can see. I also wear glasses and there's nothing wrong with people who wear glasses so that she could understand it's a barrier thing. So if we remove the barricades, then we get to the real issues. So that is why then um, I, I find myself in this space where I look at these problems. Uh, we, we don't only do your typical schoolwork, but we even do discipline issues. We, uh, with a group of my friends, we, we take this kid. Sometimes we will make them pick up papers in the community. Say, if you are picking up the trash where you live, it means you are thinking about the future. You are not thinking about the now. That in itself is education. So education is not only in the classroom, but education is everywhere around us. So we are saying that we want to make sure. I, I always tell these kids, when you become somebody you are not, 
don't don't make it my fault. I I'm gonna wash my hands very clean uh, uh, because I know I have done everything to empower you to be the person that you need to be. Um, so that's where it spills over to your career guidance. We yeah. help them with the internet for their NESFAS applications, yeah. all of that, because it's important to have all this information. I hear you. I, 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 I love the way you, you look at education and how you educate your children. You, you're going beyond the classroom. You're not just saying, let's sit here and science, 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 because science is the future. But you're saying, no, science is the future, I agree. But we also live in communities where, where we have to learn about other people. We have to learn about cleanliness. We have to connect with other people because we don't exist on our own. We exist with other people. So that's super exciting for me, what you're doing at Hubs, um, um, science, communication. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm super chuffed. I will visit you definitely, I'm telling you. And what, what has been the challenges in, in, in you working at Hubs and, and, and educating the young ones and, and doing what you do best? What have been the challenges so far? I don't so far, ne. Uh, I'm, I'm the person who looks at challenges as opportunities, right? Um, so the one thing, okay, the, the one thing that has always been a problem is the reception of the communities that we live in. So the reception of people that you need to introduced to the concept of learning differently. So it's not everybody who welcomes your kind of like, they, they're like, no, our metric pass rate is 100%. But when you look at that 100%, it's a bunch of 30% that made that 100%. Where are those kids gonna go with that kind of result? And so this is a kind of space I operate in where you have to change the stereotypes of people saying, listen here, you have to see and do things differently in order for us to ensure that these unemployed graduates, they are cut off. Because if you, you wanna see what is the difference between us and the, the regular unemployed graduates yeah. is that uh, we choose to be where we are. We choose to be in the space yeah. where we are constantly having to look at problems and come up with solutions. It's exciting. In, in, instead of, it, you know how easy it is. I think every other year, mm. five people call me to say, come work for me. And I constantly have to make a choice. Unmoneyed as I am, like with no money that I have, yeah. I'm, I'm not from my work. Uh, I constantly recycle money from one project to another. If I'm getting money there, I put it in there. Wow. So no funding for what I do. And it takes a lot for yeah. you to convince people, especially in the education space. Everybody yeah. knows they need education, but why should they pay for it? So it's it's the, the space and that operating in where you constantly have to change the stereotypes of 
Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's that's very true. In education, we have a lot, a lot of challenges, and, and almost everybody knows about them, and and no one is willing to to pay. No one is willing to pay. But, but I still I still maintain I still maintain that you know what, education should be free. Mm. And and you are doing exactly that. You're educating children for free, and education that is being paid for. I believe that it's not education. At school, and at school place, we just we just programming children. We're not educating them at all. We're just programming them that you know what you need to function and speak this way, do this way. When this comes. Um, act this way. When that happens, act this way. That's not education. They're not thinking. You're not saying to them, think when you get to that place, there's a river that you need to cross. You're not, we're not saying to them, go climb the tree and do your thing. Be there. Think of things that you can do to cross the river. That's education. It's for free and it's, and, and, and it's super exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for, for what you're doing with our children. And, um, how do you guys see your, your yourselves in, in five, in ten? What are your dreams at at um, hubs, um, hubs of science communications? Um, I I interact. I've I've got a community of people that I interact with that are not only in the science space, but they are part of the environment, musicians, poets and all of that. So our ultimate dream is to have our own STEAM center. So this would now encompass all our work that we do, the science, the technology, the engineering, the arts, the mathematics, and the innovation, putting it all under one roof to say, how do we in, in, in this group of people bring together our different skills, and facilitate the program of community development through what we do. So um, I live in Kwakwa and Kwakwa is previously known as a hub of education excellence. I mean, every corner of our neighborhood always has a school. We, we have been the first rural community to have a university. We had countless colleges that have now recently reopened but were closed for political reasons and we want to go back to being the force to be reckoned with when education is concerned we want to be those people that you guys say listen i'm sending my kid to Kwakwa to go study over there, whether it is our tertiary institutions, our high schools, our primary schools, we need to fight for quality and inclusive education. So that's that's really the plan. This is where we're going. Um, I, I believe one of these days we're gonna arrive there and when we do, it's gonna be amazing. Hey, I cannot wait to see you guys there, and I cannot wait to be involved and be part of the growth that is going to happen. And and I, I believe that's going to change Tartua, it's going to change Free State, South Africa, and and, and um, Africa and at large. Last last question, and this one is a personal question. I know it's not in the list. Mm -hmm. 
It's a very personal question. What do you have to say? Or what can you say to people that, that are programmed, obsessed about qualifications, about I'm qualified and, and therefore I can do this? People that, that are saying that and they bring down people who, who don't have qualifications. A friend of mine taught me a concept, yeah. right? And the, he was my mentor at undergrad. He was the best student in the entire science faculty. And countless people used to say to him, why don't you do your PhD? And then one time he asked, but Seth, why don't you do your PhD? And he said something to me. I don't have to prove to anyone how clever I am. I know I'm clever. <laughs> and after today, that is stuck in my mind. He says, in this world, you need to, to decide if you are certificated or you are qualified. And he said, there's a difference between wow. certificated wow. and qualified people. If you are a certificated person, you own a degree that says you are capable of doing that. But if you are a qualified person, you can do it without even a piece of paper that you... That is why um, most of the time, even the people that I speak to, right, uh, I spoke to somebody the day before yesterday who wants to enroll for my classes, but is not very sure about who I am. And I literally had to send this person my CV and say, listen here, here's a number of a parent whom, now th this person, I taught the child who is in primary school, the sister who is in metric, and the mom who is in an education college doing her diploma in teaching and i had to now say to this person okay listen you call these people and you ask them about me because this issue of people judging based on your qualifications are qualifications important they are are they everything i don't think so i, I don't know either I, I don't think so either because I think once once we obsessed about the certification, then then we we cannot limit us, limit our creativity, limit how we see the world. Because we, yeah. we then start thinking, no, I'm I'm a qualified teacher. I can only do one and two. Um, to be to be honest, yeah. it's been it's been a great one hour. We've learned a lot from you, a lot from you, and I cannot wait to meet you in person and and just work with you for for a few weeks um hoping hoping that will be soon i'm gonna work on your storyline i'll share with you before before the end of the week and we're gonna celebrate you properly like properly celebrate you because you deserve to be acknowledged and celebrated so thank you so much yeah.